Welcome to the Do Better podcast with your coach and host, me, Stevie Potter, helping you to go from feeling like a smashed packet of custard creams to being a superhuman. To find out where you are right now on the spectrum, go to our show notes and visit the Superhuman Scorecard and start changing your life today. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Do Better podcast and I think we're on to episode 30 now. Hooray! Round of applause. If you'd like to do your own round of applause uh, and cheering wherever you are in the gym, the car, uh, whatever, then feel free to do so. I'm just going to take a sip of my coffee whilst I uh, absorb all your adulation. Uh, (laughs) Hmm. No, I actually just wanted a little break to sip on my coffee. It's been a bit of a hectic morning this morning, mainly involving me heading to the gym in the pool, getting my gym session done really successfully. And then the thing I love most of all is kind of like the reward after the gym session, because I love going in and throwing around heavy weights like on one bit of kit. So in the winter, I'll happily go and do deadlifts and squats till the cows come home because I really like it. But the more nuanced strength and conditioning, which involves a lot more kind of like trunk work and upper body stuff, which is not my favorite thing. Guess why? Because I'm not very good at it. The reward is I get to go for a good swim afterwards. And I headed over to the swimming pool, uh, had a little snack and then was putting all my stuff on and realized I'd forgotten my goggles and then was like, oh, I haven't got the spare pair because... I kindly donated uh, one of my spare pairs to my mum so she could go swimming a while ago. And my normal pair, I'm already on the backup pair of goggles because my other pair of goggles have gone missing uh, while racing in Munich, racing in Munich. So yeah, basically no backup goggles. uh, And I was like, right, well, I'm going to have to go later. So I'm kind of got back and have appeased myself with a nice cup of decaf coffee. Um... And I'm looking forward to a swim later. So it's been a bit of a hectic morning and I just wanted a little sip of brew there. And I'm afraid you're going to have to listen to me throughout this podcast slurping away on that cup of coffee. I'm not sorry at all. Anyway, I hope your week has been... Well, it's been two weeks, hasn't it? So the podcast has been a little bit sporadic. We've managed to get them out probably once a fortnight recently. Um, just because of racing and things, things being a bit busy. And also, to be honest, I've just needed a little bit of, a little bit more of a breather. Um, I can definitely feel that I'm kind of getting ready for a holiday now. Um, triathlon season for me is definitely winding down. I've got a race on, so I did a race in Box End on Saturday. Uh, wasn't my favorite race. And then I've got another race, a standard distance race on this Sunday in Bournemouth, which is uh, Bournemouth National Championships, um, which I think is a full race. And it looks like it's going to be a really good turnout of people. So it's going to be a high standard of competition. Um, and I haven't done a standard race for a good number of years. So that will be interesting. Um, if any of you, because I know there's a lot of age groupers that listen to me waffling on on a regular basis. If any of you are there, come over and say hi. Um, um, we'd love to kind of put some faces and voices to some names and some 2D Instagram faces. I'd love to meet you in the three dimensions. Four dimensions, really, I suppose, if it's reality. Or is that five? I don't know. Anyway, I'd love to see you in the real space and time or the same space and time sphere that I live in. That would be grand. Um So that's what we're up to this weekend. But I can definitely feel like I'm ready for that planned break. And I'm so glad that I've got a week where it will be literally zero triathlon. I will be taking my wetsuit. Um 
and my goggles purely so I can do a bit of mermaiding because I love being in the open water but that will be literally to splash about uh, with my mum I'm going for a week in Cornwall we're going to be walking a few sections of the southwest coast path um, and we're glamping in a little pod so it'll just be nice to have a week out and I kind of talk to you guys quite a lot about um planning downtime making sure that you're taking it not when it's earned because I think that's the wrong turn of phrase but you can look at it as that you know do you have you earned a rest but I think that's a very kind of cut and dry way of looking at it um I think it's nicer to say actually when you need a rest know when you are you know plan a rest for when you're going to need one when you need to recharge so that you can come back you know nice and refreshed um re-inspired and ready to go again and working on your goals whatever they may be and what you tend to find is less and less that you have that kind of black and white approach where you are working really hard towards something and then you need a holiday and you take a full week off and you do exactly the opposite behavior the more and more you live in the reality that you want to see in the future so whether that's you know I want to work out more I want to be fitter I want to be healthier in that sense or you know I want to have a better business so I'm going to work really hard on that or I want to be a better athlete so I'm going to be training more you know you then have you tend to find that when you plan that downtime, you tend less and less to do the exact opposite. So for example, my downtime used to be a full week on the beach. And whilst I would still like that, um, more and more, I think I would still have to go and do a bit more swimming and not training, but just going and being a bit more physically active than I maybe historically have been. So food for thought, plan downtime, very important. But that is not why I'm here to speak to you about today. I mean, I suppose it comes along the same lines, but... um. I have been, as per usual, listening to all of the noise that's coming in um, from all over the world, from various inspiring people and relating it back to my own experiences, my own personal growth, and also, more importantly, the things that I'm talking to you guys about. So the things that I'm talking to my clients about. So remember that all of these coach casts are inspired by conversations that I've had, whether that's with people on the street, whether it's with clients, whether it's with my mentors and my coaches, um, people that inspire me. Um, you know, things that are related to my experience. Um, but it's it's conversations that I've been having with the people in my world. And one of the things that's kind of come up a lot, I think over this season really, um, is the kind of, the appreciation of the marvelousness of mediocrity. And it's something I'd never really thought about before. It seems a very strange thing for a performance coach to be coming out and celebrating mediocrity. And it's never a concept that I'd really kind of thought about um, until it was a conversation that I started having with my coach and realizing how important it was. Because I'm a very, very driven person. And one of my traits is, and this is something I see a lot in my clients, and it's why I work so well with the clients that I have, is that... I probably had a bit of a black and white mindset, but mainly I am totally driven to always do my best. And what that means is that I never ever want to do something half-assed. If I'm going to do something, I want to do it well. If I'm not going to do it well, then I don't want to do it at all. And I'll be angry about it if I can't do it to the best of my ability. I wake up every single morning and I want to do the best that I can do. The way I haven't looked at it before is trying to do the best that I can do on a given day given a given set of circumstances because how I wake up every single day is not going to be exactly the same. So I can't possibly expect myself to give my best performance every single day. That doesn't mean I can't give every, let's say, workout session or, you know, work session 
it doesn't mean to say that I can't do it to the best of my ability. It means that I have to reframe what to the best of my ability actually means. Um, and I think one of the things that when we think about success and achievement and trying to do better and trying to get better and trying to kind of improve ourselves is the thing that draws us back. And I say this a lot and I've mentioned it before in blogs quite a lot and in some of the podcasts is we have this pursuit of perfection and it's the thing that actually stops us from even starting out on some of our goals. And one of the big conversations I have with clients, particularly in the first um, few weeks of working with them, is it becomes very apparent, I would say for 99% of people, that they are waiting for an unrealistic, perfect time to begin a journey. So they might have a goal. Let's say the goal is I want to, I want to grow my business. And so I want to, um, I'm going to get started on, on working on a new project, a new a new service within my business. And, you know, I've got loads of other stuff going on. I've got family going on. I'm maybe not feeling my healthiest self. And I know that in order to get this service and this project out there and improve my business, I've got to work on myself. So I'm going to employ Stevie for her services because I know that she'll help me to perform to the best of my ability and I can get that product or service done. Okay, so that's, that's a really common example. I have a lot of entrepreneurs... Um, who I kind of work with, who want to do things in their business and they're focusing on the wrong things because they're focusing on the business end and what's actually the problem is themselves. And then they kind of recognize that and then, okay, let's help you out. But over the first few weeks, what happens is over our calls is there's always an excuse. I couldn't do that change because, you know, it rained a bit on Monday and then I accidentally put my T-shirt on back to front. Uh, you know, on Tuesday, I had to look after my child. And on Wednesday, um, you know, I couldn't make the meal that I wanted to because we didn't have any potatoes and I couldn't get any in the supermarket. So I had a Domino's instead, right? And they kind of negatively stack all of these excuses. And one of the things that I always say to people is, it's really important to know the difference between a reason and an excuse. A reason that you couldn't get something done is a valid reason. It's a circumstance beyond your control that's maybe stopped you from achieving what you wanted to. And there's nothing you could have done about it. And actually handling that and adapting to it and being flexible is really, really important. The other stuff is just excuses. It's just fluffy stuff where you maybe couldn't be bothered um, or you were just waiting for this right time. And there is never going to be a perfect or right time to start the next phase of your journey, to start something that scares you, to start something that's uncomfortable. And what you're actually doing most of the time is you're shying away from something because it's difficult, because it's uncomfortable. And what you do instead is go, oh, well, you know, the circumstances weren't right. Because if I'm going to tackle that uncomfortable thing, everything else has to be perfect because I feel so uncomfortable about it. I can't possibly deal with the everyday stresses of life and that extra added stress. And that is why it's really important to work on the processes in the way that I do. So in the principles, the Paladin principles that I use in my coaching, it's all about thinking about goals. How are we going to get there? What are the smaller goals? How are we going to break it down? How are we going to actually schedule life so that when these things happen, which, you know, these unexpected things happen, childcare problems, whatever it is, you know, um, forgetting to order something on the Ocado order. I do that all of the time. Literally, I would say once a fortnight, probably every week, 
I forget to order something on the Ocado order and it messes up the meal. And I have to either go out and get the ingredient, somebody else has to get it, or we have to change the menu. Like, it's a nightmare. I just don't know what it is. I write lists. I put them on. I just, I'm terrible. Okay. It's, it's my, my kryptonite, the Ocado order. But it's life. And I don't let that stop me from cooking good, delicious, healthy meals at home. Like, I just accept that that's life. And sometimes I'm going to have to adapt to it. But I don't go, okay, well, I need to give up completely. And that seems to be what a lot of people do is that people don't want to start because they're worried about failure. And they think that, well, life is a bit tricky. So if I wait for life to, you know, the rest of life to be okay, then when I start that goal, I'll be able to achieve it. I've got news for you. Life is never going to get any easier. Like it's not going to be any different because you're not changing anything. And the only way you're going to make it any easier, make it any more enjoyable, achieve the things that you want to do, like change your circumstances is by taking that step and making the change. And only you can do it. And that's the thing is that people don't want to start. They don't want to start and make a change whilst other stuff's going on, but that stuff's never going away. So they never change. So things never get any better. And it's a vicious cycle. And that's where I say to people, look, it doesn't need to be perfect. Life doesn't, it's not going to be perfect. If that's your expectation, quit now because it's unrealistic and you're just going to be unhappy. And I think with Instagram and social media and stuff like that, with these perfect windows into life, you know, only sharing the really good bits. And we're all guilty of that. Just sharing this window of stuff that we want people to see. You know, for, for most people, that means only putting your best self out there. So nobody knows that you have a bad day. I mean, deep down, we all know it's unrealistic to judge your entire life by Instagram, but that's what we all do, right? So there's more and more pressure for everyone to think, oh, I need to be perfect. Everything needs to be perfect. Everybody else is perfect and I need to conform to that. And actually what you need to do is go, life isn't perfect and I just need to enjoy what I have. I need to look around and appreciate things because if you're constantly going, it's not perfect and I don't like it, then what's the point? You need to enjoy like kind of all of life's flaws and that's just part of it and you need to be able to laugh at it. But you also need to say, well, it's not going to be perfect. So if I want to make a change, if I want to improve something, I'm going to have to do it whilst these other things are kind of movable, whilst the, you know, these are the parameters that I work within. Maybe it's kids, maybe it's a job, you know, maybe it's shift work, maybe it's, you know, you've got a spouse or partner with really difficult dietary requirements or something like that. Whatever it is, You've got to work around those parameters, but you've also got to say, look, that's that's what I have. This is what I've got to work with. How am I going to work around it to achieve what I want to? How am I maybe going to change it? What are the steps I can take to manage it? And what are the small things that I can do? And that's all you need to do. That's the real key point here is that you then don't need to go, right, I need everything to be perfect. And in order to make a change, I need to make all of those massive changes all at once right now. That's not how it works. If I look back to when I first started out in triathlon, I had, I was very lucky because I did manage to save up Christmas and birthday money to buy a road bike, which I look at now and it is absolutely hideous, but I am so emotionally attached to it, it's unreal. Um, But I had no idea about bikes when I bought it. So I bought a road bike. Um, I got the shoes and the helmet all chucked in with the bike, um, the pedals, everything for 750 pounds which, um, you know, even back then, although it was a a lot of money, kind of 10 years ago, was still a very good deal. And off I went, learned to ride it properly. Um, And when I say properly, like, you know, learned how to not fall off at traffic lights. And I entered my first um, duathlon. I 
absolutely rinsed myself smashing the bike from the train with a big backpack on to the venue over loads of hills i had no idea how to pace anything i was like it's run bike run so i'm just gonna run bike run and worry about it afterwards and it was hideous um i did get a little trophy but you know there were not many entrants (laughs) but it was a great race and it was my first experience and there were lots of other people there in you know all their kind of posh kit and stuff who knew what they were doing I didn't know. And after that, I thought, well, I'm going to go to triathlon and I just need to go and swim every day. I didn't worry about the times. I worried about how am I going to get through this? That's the first step. I didn't think, right, I need to do all the things that a GB age grouper would do. I didn't even know about that back then. So the point I'm making is that I had to take little steps to get me to where I am now, where I'm doing a lot better and I'm a lot faster and I get, you know, I get the same level of fulfillment out of it, probably more. Um you know, having been involved in the sport and and realized what makes me tick and why I love it and stuff years later. But what, what I didn't do was go, I need to be perfect and I need to have all the amazing gear and I need to be doing all of this structured training. I just thought you need to get out there and just try it and just enjoy it. And, you know, do a bit more swimming, learn to few, uh, learn to swim an extra length every session that you go, learn to swim an extra length of front crawl every session you go. When I first started in the pool, because I hated swimming lessons. I never liked the teachers. I just, you know, swimming for me was a fun thing and swimming lessons ruined it. And I always didn't want to do the work. I didn't see the point in it because I could swim and that's all I needed to do. So when I first got in the pool um, to go and swim front crawl, which I'd never been very good at, you know, age 20, I think 21, 22, when I first kind of started swimming in the pool properly, I couldn't do front crawl. I could do one length of front crawl. And I was like, do I just swim as many lengths as I can front crawl and then go to breaststroke? Do I, you know, how do I do this? Is it like run, walk, run? Um, But I just thought, well, I'm just going to swim an extra length of front crawl every time I go. And I'm going to try and go a couple times a week. And eventually, you know, I need to be able to swim 16 lengths, 400 meters for my first triathlon. So I'm just going to try and swim an extra length every time I go of front crawl. And I'm just going to keep going. And I just took that small step and I wasn't great. And, you know, some days I felt crappy. But the point is I was consistent. I was consistently mediocre as I would have a conversation with my coach about now. Um, And I didn't see it then. And I never had a quest for perfection. I just had the quest to do a little bit better every single time I went. And when I look back on that, I realized that that's so important. Because now it's easy for me to criticize myself, for me to say, actually, that session didn't go very well and I can do better. And, you know, without thinking, actually, the important bit is that you went out and did the session and that every day you go and do a session, that you do that consistently, even when you're not feeling great, even when you don't quite hit the numbers on the session, you go out and you do the work. And it's exactly the same for anything else that you're trying to achieve. It doesn't need to be perfect. And in fact, if you're always trying to pursue absolute perfection for everything that you do and every step that you take to try and get a little bit closer to your goal, then you're going to be disappointed. You're going to fail. You're going to give up. Instead, what you need to do is go, right, I need to take small steps consistently every single day. You know, if it's to just get a bit healthier, maybe it's to drink a bit more water. You know, hydration for me has been a really big issue. So... I'm just trying to drink an extra bottle of water every day. Um, I'm trying to remember to take a bottle of water with me to the swimming pool every time I go. Like these are just little things, but it soon adds up. And so rather than constantly saying, I need to wait for all the circumstances and the environment to be perfect, create an environment that works for you to take the next step and then take that step consistently and then take another one and kind of curate your environment around that. Keep going and keep doing that. And eventually... 
in six months time, you're going to look back and think, wow, what an amount of progress I've made. Whereas the person who goes really black and white goes, right, I'm all in. I've got to change everything. Maybe lasts one to two weeks fails very quickly, is disappointed, and then says, this doesn't work for me, and gets stuck in that cycle. And I tell you what, the more you get stuck in that cycle, the more it reinforces itself. So it's really important not to be there. So the marvelousness of mediocrity is that you don't have to work super, super hard. And that's why it makes it successful. Is you just have to show up and you just have to be consistent and you just have to say, what are the small things? What's the little thing I can do today to do a little bit better than I did yesterday? What's the thing that I can do today to do a little bit better than I did last week? You know, I'm achieving the step that I set out to. What's the next thing that I can do? What's the thing I need to do consistently really well in order for this to progress? And that's why, you know, go and listen to the podcast about short-term versus long-term thinking, because this is long-term thinking. It's about looking at what are the little things that are going to add up over time to make my long-term goal possible. Because it's not the big steps. It's not the big, massive changes. It's those tiny little things that you do over and over and over again. It's all about habits. And that's why coaching is all about letting you understand how to create successful habits. It's about nothing more than that. It's about helping you to uncover those little healthy habits that you need to get on top of. Whether that's journaling, timetabling the week, you know, sitting down to a family mealtime, all of those things that, you know, you know that you need to do. And you don't need to do them all at once. Let's try one thing at a time. So, you know, take solace in the fact that I enjoy being mediocre because I enjoy just being able to show up every day. I think that's a privilege and I'm not constantly striving perfection. And I don't think that's what performance is all about. Um, It's a very good way to burn out and not really achieve much is what I think. So whatever you're trying to do, think about the little things that you can do. Um, Hopefully that maybe gives you something to think about and moving forward with your goals Um, I think this is something that maybe go back and listen to it again. I always say that about the coach cast. Go and listen to them a couple of times because you might not necessarily get everything out of it the first time. Sometimes there's quite a lot to think about and a lot to unlock. Um, Certainly when I'm listening to some of the mentors and the coaches that I work with or when I'm listening to an audio book or a podcast or anything like that, I'll listen to it a couple of times because it takes a little while for it to sink in. So think about that. Go back and listen to it again. Think about how you can apply that to your own life. Are you a black and white thinker? Um, I think of those lot, a lot of those kind of, you know, high achieving people are black and white thinkers and we're in a constant quest for perfection. And maybe we need to think about that a little bit harder. Um, otherwise, just a quick note, the Paladins Facebook group, um, we're not kind of currently active on there at the moment. So there's been a few requests for people to join. Um, there's no real activity on there at the moment because we're just focusing on a few other little projects. Um, I will let you all know when the community is back up and running. Uh, it will, it may well be on a different platform, um, which we're just trying to explore at the moment. Um, But keep all your questions, suggestions coming in, keep in touch. Um, Most of you are kind of DMing me on Instagram now, which is great. Um, So I tend to hang out on there a lot. Um, 
but obviously all the details for contacting me are um, just at the end of the show in a moment um, and also in the show notes as well Um, but otherwise that's enough from me have a great week Um, like I say get in touch if there's anything you'd like to hear me talk about and when I say that you know get in touch with what your problems are Um, not in a kind of weird agony aunt way but um, like what are the things that you're struggling with on your kind of journey what are the things that you're the challenges that you're trying to overcome what are the the barriers that you need help with removing um get in touch talk to me about them and i look forward to catching up with you all again very very soon thanks for listening to the do better podcast i hope you enjoyed the show you can connect with me and learn more about how you can become a happier, healthier and more successful superhuman by contacting me at steviepotter at thewonderclinic.co.uk, following Stevie's Wonder Clinic on Instagram and heading to our website thewonderclinic.co.uk. And you can get started on your journey today by completing the superhuman scorecard via the link in the show notes. I hope to see you all soon.